0: You are listening to Meet the Thriller Author, the podcast where I interview writers of mysteries, thrillers, and suspense books. I am your host, Alan Peterson, and this is episode number 151. In this episode of the podcast, we'll be meeting Kirsten Maglin, who is a best-selling author of psychological thrillers. She's best known for her unpredictable suspense and her readers have dubbed her the queen of twists. Kirsten is an amazing writer. She writes best-selling psychological thrillers. She does the marketing Uh, publishing and she even designs her own covers she's also a hybrid author now not only is she working as an indie but she's also has a couple books coming out this year with uh, bookature so had a great time talking with kirsten about her writing process her marketing, uh, the differences between uh, publishing as an indie and as traditional, and a lot more. So stay tuned for that interview coming here in just a second. A quick request, though, please go check out my links at thrillingreads.com forward slash links. You'll be able to leave reviews there, join my mailing list, and all that good stuff. So go check out thrillingreads.com forward slash links. All right, here is my interview with Kirsten Morgland. Hi, everybody. This is Alan with Meet the Thriller Author. And on the podcast today, I have Kirsten uh, Moslin, who is on Amazon Top 30 Best-Selling Author of Award-Winning Psychological Thrillers. She's a member of International Thriller Writers. And her latest book, The Roommate, uh, was published in March, so it's available now. And really excited to have Kirsten on the show. Welcome.
1: Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and talk to your listeners.
0: Oh, great. Thank you. Yeah, so excited to talk to you. Um, so before we get into the uh, nitty gritty, can you tell us a little bit about your background and uh, before you started to write thrillers and what's your, your writing journey been so far?
1: I started, I've literally been writing my whole life. Um, My first novel I wrote in fourth grade, (laughs) so this has always been my plan. I've um, basically, you know, as soon as I graduated high school, high school started really looking into how to um, get published, started looking for an agent and just writing all the time. And um, my first novel was published when I was 22. And so I've basically just hit the ground running with it. 23 novels out now, um, (laughs) so I stay pretty busy. I'm a mom and a wife (laughs) and all that fun stuff writing has always been a dream of mine. And I love thrillers. I remember I always read, you know, like Nancy Drew growing up and all the like classic mysteries. And then I remember as an adult, I read Gone Girl and I was Mm -hmm. like, Oh, these mysteries can go a different way, you know, this can be a different a totally different world and that just really got the spark for me going and so that's kind of where I've set my um, you know, expectations as far as how I write. I try to to mimic that, you know, um domestic thriller, psychological thriller world.
0: Yeah, that's great. So you really you, you got the ground running, you know, wasting time first book at 22. That's awesome. Instead of like I wasted 20, 30 years thinking about it. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Yeah. Um, I remember growing up, I was, I would, you know, people would ask me, what are you going to do? I was like, I'm going to be a writer. And my mom was always like, you need a backup plan. Honey. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't need a backup plan. <laughs> I'm going to do this. Of course, I did need a backup plan. I had to get a day job, but <laughs> it was always the plan. <laughs> yeah.
0: So that's cool too. So I see that you're, so you're a fan of the psychological and domestic thrillers. Um, so that's, why, so that's probably the reason why you chose to, to write in that genre. Cause you, you like those books that like Gone Girl.
1: Yeah. So I I like I said, I'd kind of read a lot of like the traditional mysteries um, growing up. And so I always thought that was where I wanted to go. And then I read Gone Girl and it was like I could really relate to those characters in a way that I couldn't necessarily relate to like a spy or a detective, you know. And so it just gave me this whole new like appreciation for the genre. And I was like, I want to write stories about characters that, you know, that are like me, that are living normal lives. Um, And then just bad things happen to, or, you know, they kind of go down a rabbit hole of asking a question or taking one wrong turn and then their life just spirals. And I thought that was so cool. And so, yeah, that's, that's basically the plot of all my books.
0: (laughs) So that's what, for the, if, for the listeners who might not be familiar with the psychological or domestic thrillers, that's, that's kind of like the, the main thing, right? It's like the, that's what the reader expectations is. It's not not that you're not following the detective, you're following just the regular person who's, who's gets in in trouble.
1: Yes, exactly. So it's it's normally just an average everyday person um, or family. Usually, it's you know a family unit, whether that's husband and wife or you know mother daughter or sisters or you know just friends. Um, but basically, normal people that something crazy happens to, and you know you're you're kind of living that through them. And a lot of them are standalone, um, where you know traditional you usually have the series, so you're getting different characters every time and different dynamics, and it's a lot of fun. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's been a cool to see your success too. Because, like you said, you, your most of your books, your psychological thrillers, are standalones. And then, like, but like all the advice you hear on the on the publishing business side of things is, oh, you have to write a series. And here you are with your standalones. Is that you think that's because it's the expectation for the uh, the the psychological thriller genre or?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So when I started out, I was always told, you know, every course you take, every writer you talk to, they're like, you have to do series. That's (laughs) what's so and you know, when I read, I personally don't read a lot of series because I forget things so much. I jump like, you know, to different authors. And so I would forget the characters. And so I found myself really struggling to like stay with series. And so I was like, well, I'm gonna write the way that. I want to read and like the the books that I would go for and just see. And in the beginning, it was a total tank. And I was like, okay, well, this is why I'm supposed to write a series. But um, yeah, it's been kind of crazy. It's really taken off within the last year or two. And I do think that, you know, the, the bigger that the psychological thriller genre goes, people are getting more into, you know, this doesn't have to be a series. It can be standalone because I think the big thing with it is that you never know who's the bad guy the main character can be the bad guy so it's hard to do a series when you know you have all these different characters that can all be bad but if you're following one character throughout a whole series then they can't be the bad guy in book eight you know Mm -hmm. so or you know (laughs) they haven't yet that I've read but (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah that's that's just a big part of it for sure
0: yeah, I think it's it's, it's so cool too because then so basically, whenever you're starting a new writing project, you're kind of like starting with a blank slate, kind of right. You don't you don't have to go back, and that's the part that that annoys me too. Is you have to I have to remember what okay what was what happened in the last book,
1: you know? Exactly. Yes, and even like as a reader, I don't have that memory. But even as a writer, I don't have that kind of memory. I'm at the end of my fifty thousand word novel and having to go back to to the first half to remember something about a character. So it's fun for me because I. I don't have to remember a whole lot. I set them all in different worlds, different towns. So there's not a lot of, you know, like I said, things to remember from book to book. Um, And it is, it's a completely blank slate. Each of my books is so different. You know, I have a book set on a deserted island. I have a book um, in a like old mansion. Um, I have books in like a log, like a cabin where these contestants are all locked in a a remote cabin to get a land a dream job. Um so it's all of my stories are just so completely different. And I really get to just dive into whatever I'm excited about at that time and create new characters and, and build that world. Um, you know, and so it's just a lot of fun. It's something new and exciting every time.
0: And so do you get to do like a do you do a lot of research beforehand then on like the location and, and all that stuff?
1: Yeah. So I I always do almost always do fictional towns. Um, Because it's a little bit easier. Uh, You know, readers can get pretty picky about um, certain things if they live there and you get it wrong. (laughs) Um, So I always try to do fictional towns. I have set some, like I live in Nashville. So I have some set in Nashville. I've set some in Wilmington, North Carolina, where I used to live. Um, But if I have not been to the town, I always base it on a real town. So I do a lot of research. Um, but just to save me from getting something wrong, I always give it a fictional name. So all my locations are real places, and I could point them out on a map, but they're just they, they're given a fake name for <laughs> for my sake.
0: And so your latest book, it's The Roommate. Is that, is that your latest one that's out now?
1: Yes, that's Next. it. That's Can you right. tell us a
0: little bit about it? What's that about?
1: Yeah, so The Roommate is one that is set in Nashville. Um, it is about a man named Wes who his wife has... Um, They've been married for a long time, and his wife has basically said that she's done, that he's not putting in, um, you know, the time to make their marriage work. He's a workaholic. He absolutely loves his wife and daughter, but he just puts everything for his career first, Um, you know, same old story. And so he, um, she asked him to leave, and basically they are drowning in debt. He doesn't know where to go. He ends up staying at this, like, rundown motel. Um, He runs into a friend from high school. And named Elias. And Elias invites him. He says, I have an apartment. You can come stay with me until you get back on your feet. So he goes and stays with Elias. And then strange and crazy things start happening. And Wes begins to wonder, uh, you know, who's setting him up? Is Elias doing this? Is it all in my head? Um, You know, his career starts going haywire. His life in general starts going haywire. So it's a a lot of fun. And it's actually the first um, book that I've written entirely from the male POV which was you know fun for me and um, just the the male roommate you know I've read a lot of or watched a lot of shows with female roommates in kind of similar situations but it was fun to do like the male side of things
0: yeah as soon as you said it was the male the male said that's the first thing I thought I'm like oh that's interesting because usually it is always the females (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) I thought that was just kind of a fresh take on it Yeah. yeah it was it was really cool
0: yeah and I always ask you know whenever i, I interview a, a writer a male writer who writes female characters about this and now I can ask you was it was it how is it writing as a woman writing as a man uh, female uh, male characters how was that for you
1: oh my goodness it was it was so hard and I try not to you know generalize um gender but I was so so worried about getting something wrong or about readers saying a male, a man wouldn't say this, or a man wouldn't do this. I sent it to all my beta readers. Cause you know, he's going through a divorce. So I was like, is he crying too much? Is he too emotional? Um, and I would read chapters to my husband and be like, would you think like this? Is this what you would say? So it was interesting. I will say it was a lot of fun just to get to play on that side of things where I did get to play like with his emotions and how he was feeling on, you know, going through a divorce as, a man on the side of like, you've been left, you know? So it was just, it was, it was very interesting. Um, and it was definitely a challenge.
0: Yeah. And I saw that you've been, you've been called the queen of twists. Um, is that something like when you're planning your books, is that something like, do you, do you, are you thinking about the twist or does it just kind of come natural to you as you're writing? I was kind of running uh, wondering about your writing process, your, your style. Yeah.
1: yeah so I, I, my readers have called me the queen of twists forever. It is a crown I wear with pride.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, all my books, I, I really try to have that, that gone girl moment of, oh my God, how did I not see this coming, mm-hmm. you know? And um, so I always plot my books um, and kind of try to figure out what the plot twist is going to be. But nine times out of 10, it changes by the end of it. And so I always joke that my plot twist, you know, um they surprise even me by the time that I get to the three fourths of the way through, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to change this. And then the whole book, the whole process changes for me. So my, my plot twists, I try to keep them fresh, you know, when you've written 23 books and, <laughs> and they're all, you know, around families and stuff, it's kind of hard. You can't do the brother every time or the <laughs> the dad can't be the bad guy every time or whatever, you've got to really mix it up. And so I'm always trying to keep my books fresh and so that they feel unique and that the twist is never predictable.
0: Yeah. I remember when I first read a uh, uh, gone girl and I, it was all the buzz and, and I purposely, I, I, I know there was something there that you shouldn't, re- you know, read the spoilers. And yeah, I remember reading that. And I was like, Whoa, what just happened?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. I remember it came out in theaters and I read the book first and yeah. oh, I was so glad I did. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so then watching it, I could look at my husband and just wait for that review.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the face, yeah. yeah. It's like those M. Night Shyamalan movies, especially the older ones, when there's always yeah. that twist in the end. Like, uh, what was that one with the boy? He sees dead people.
1: <laughs> yeah, The Sixth Sense. <laughs>
0: yes, I love that one. I was like, wow.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. So good. I love that. Just jaw, jaw-dropping, oh, my God, moment where it like all clicks, all the clues have been there. But how did you not put it together? You yeah. know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's probably fun. So I'm sure that's something that the readers are, are looking forward to. That's probably why this, this uh, genre is so popular too. Cause it's like, it's kind of like fun. Like, can, can I figure it out?
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and like I said, that's one of my favorite things about, you don't know who's telling the truth. You don't know if the main character is bad or if the, you know, friend who's helping them out is bad. So I love that the psychological, psychological genre kind of gives you that freedom to really play and you can make anyone, Lying anyone bad that you want to,
0: and so do you like? Uh, we talked a little bit about this, but do you outline or do you like? Do you usually go by the seat of your pants?
1: Yeah, I do outline. Um, my outlines are very general, so it's usually just I do chapter by chapter. Um, and basically, I'll just put like chapter one, John meets Sarah, <laughs> chapter two, Sarah and John go here. You know, it's not like I know a lot of authors will do really detailed, um, you know, chapter by chapter outlines, but mine are very just like plot points, basically. Um, And so I try to follow that. It it at least gives me a guide as to where I'm trying to get the story. And there are times that I'm writing a chapter and I'm like, I don't know (laughs) what I need to happen here. So I'll go look at my outline and, okay, I need these three things to happen, you know, in this chapter. And, And it really helps me to kind of figure everything out. And like I said, I never really stick by it. About midway through it kind of just takes on a life of its own, but it does at least help me stay on track and stay where I'm trying to t- trying to go.
0: Yeah, I think when people when writers say, Oh, I can't do an outline because like, I don't want to be a slave to it. I'm like, Well, you're never really a slave to because even when I do outlines too, I always it always goes off in different things. It's just kind of helpful to get started.
1: <laughs> exactly. I find it helps me write faster just to have that basic outline. And then, you know, you don't forget what you all the ideas that you had because you know, when you start a book, you have all these ideas and all these different places that it could go. So having that outline really helps you remember the things that you might not, you know, that weren't huge plot points in your head, but you know, that, that helped make the story what it is. So I definitely don't, don't feel like a slave to mine. I go all over the place, but it, it helps to keep a path lit for me at least.
0: And what's the, what's the writing look for you? Do you, do you write every day? Do you have like word goal, uh, word uh, count goals?
1: Yeah, I do write every day. Um, This is my full-time job, so I write basically Monday through Saturday. Usually, I usually take about a day a week off, and um, I I try to hit about five thousand words a day. Um, But I do I use like a word count um, calculator. Basically, all my words are all my books are around sixty thousand words, and so I just divide up um, you know from the day that I start to the day that I have to turn into my editor. And figure out how many words I need to hit. It's usually between three and five, Um, but I book with my editor at the beginning of the year for the whole year. So Mm. I have a really tight schedule. I usually release every month or every other month, so my schedule is a little crazy.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, so you have have big deadlines on 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 there and everything.
1: Yeah, yeah, my deadlines are pretty (laughs) pretty (laughs) consistent. I. I have to send it to her, and then this year I have a, a traditional book deal too. So I have two different de- two you know publishing schedules that I'm working on. So I am a slave to my calendar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! So you're like a um, you're a hybrid author now then.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is um, this is the first year that I'm doing it. My first traditional book will, will release in July, so um, it's all starting to get pretty close and pretty exciting. <laughs>
0: yeah, exciting. Is it a is it also a psychological thriller?
1: It is. Yeah. I'll have two this year with Book Couture, um, two psychological thrillers, and then I'll still do seven of my own. So
0: hmm.
1: I'll, I'll definitely be taking advantage of the hybrid and, and doing yeah. both worlds.
0: Yeah. I've heard good things about Book and I know a couple of people published them and I like their books. It seems like they are a good company.
1: Yeah. They um, they publish a lot of my favorite authors. So I'm really excited to be joining their ranks and seeing what you know we can accomplish together for sure
0: and so what do you use to write your books do you use like word or scrivener or something else
1: yeah i use word um i use google docs occasionally like if i'm traveling just because it's a little bit easier but um i do most of my um drafting in word
0: and so i was kind of curious though, and i've been asking the my guests now because of the crazy year we've had how, has the pandemic did it affect your writing process at all um, i was kind of wondering how that's impacted anything
1: Yeah. So I kind of have probably the opposite story of what most people would say in this instance. Um, My career took off in March of 2020. Like that was when I really started seeing sales and, you know, have feeling like I'd kind of hit my stride. Um, And at that same time, my husband got laid off from work and I was already writing full time, but we were basically relying on his income. Um, And so he was home with our daughter, cause um, we have a toddler who's four and was three at the time. And so he kind of got to be home with her and it really helped me to be able to build a really steady schedule and consistent writing schedule of, you know, having word count goals and actually being able to hit them and not being up till three in the morning <laughs> once our kid was asleep to, to get everything going. So um, as crazy as last year was, I'm actually really grateful for the time that it gave me to, you know, build my career and build a schedule that really works for us.
0: Yeah, so so important with that too. So yeah, especially with, the, with a with with a child with a toddler, I can't imagine. So that's awesome.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah, I was doing a lot of late night writing before that, <laughs> before last year.
0: Yeah. Have you thought about how you're going to handle the COVID pandemic in future books? Are you going to address it? Are you leaving it out?
1: <sighs> so right now, <laughs> right now I'm leaving it out. Um, yeah. I did. I had a book, um, like the one that I was telling you about, that is set on kind of a deserted island, an island retreat. Um, it was set in the summer of 2020 and they'd all gone on vacation. And so I just had to take out the year, um, so that it was, it was just a broad time, um, because I was like, well, (laughs) that might not blow over so well, but basically I'm just trying to avoid it. I think we all need some escapism from everything going on. So I've just really tried to, to, you know, avoid it and, and not bring it up too much.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's that seems to be the norm. I've only interviewed one writer who's uh, putting in like they're wearing masks and stuff in his books. But yeah, I think most readers have we all we all have COVID fatigue, so <laughs> <That's laughs> want definitely. to escape from it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't mind seeing it on TV shows. I, I know a lot of TV shows are doing it, but yeah, in books I'm like, by the time people read, you know, if people are reading this years from now, they'll be like, what is <laughs> what is this about? So I'm just oh, yeah. trying to. <laughs>
0: Yeah. That's a good point. like the, yeah, like if you don't read a books when, like when the Spanish flew back, you know, a hundred years ago or whatever. Uh, exactly. Yeah. That's interesting. Interesting point. <laughs> uh, so, you know, so you, so obviously you're, you're super busy and you're wearing a lot of hats. Uh, how do you manage like to fit in like the marketing and the writing and everything else that goes, goes, goes into this business. Uh, how, how, what's your, what's your, what's your advice on that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah, I'm basically always busy. Um, I'm glued <laughs> to my phone when I'm not writing, which is probably not the best thing, but it is you know what we what I absolutely love doing. And so I really just there's not a time where I'm like, oh, I just don't want to do this. and I think that really helps. But my my schedule and what I try to do is I get up first thing in the morning and get my word count goal done. And then um, from there, usually around lunchtime, I'm done with that. And then I can spend the rest of the day going through emails and checking my social media and responding to you know all of that, um, doing anything with my ads, scheduling newsletters, that sort of thing. So I really just try to block it out. So one half of my day is just writing, the Wi-Fi is turned off, my phone is put away, and I can really just dive into the story. And then the other half is um, you know catching up on everything else that goes along with it. Because it can it can get overwhelming, you know. This can kind of take over your life, having to do all the everything yourself. Especially like I design my own covers, I do my own formatting. So, it's really and with me releasing as often as I am, it's it's more than a full time job. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, it's got uh, two or three full time jobs. <laughs> oh, I see you do your own <laughs> covers too. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah, yeah. I design. I taught myself how to design my own covers when I was starting out, so that I could save that cost and. Mm-hmm. Um, I taught myself how to do my own formatting and everything. And so I'm really, besides my editor and proofreader, I'm really a one woman show.
0: Well, that's awesome. Yeah. We we're talking a little bit offline before I hit the record button about your website. I love your website. Uh, if, if aspiring writers are listening to this, uh, it, if you go look at your website to see how to, how to organize it and lay it out, especially for people like me in the podcasting, it makes it easy because you have the like, press kits and all that in there. And you did all that yourself too. Right. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. I did it all myself and, um, designed my website and it's kind of, you know, changed and gotten a little better over the years, but, um, it's all been, it's all been me. And like I said, I've, I've enjoyed it. I like getting to set everything up and have control over it. And actually, you know, if I don't like something, I can just go in and tweak it really quick, but yeah, I have it all set up with press kits and all that good stuff just to make it easy. I want to make it easy on my readers and anyone helping me spread the word about my books.
0: Yeah, so it's a, a KirstenMaglinAuthor uh, so people can check that out.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. and then um, and then that's interesting too because even I think nowadays too, even if people are wanting to go the traditional route, you're still gonna have to do a lot of the heavy lifting yourself. So you need to learn this stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, I mean, even you know, with the traditional world, you have to do all your. I mean, they're going to help, obviously, most of them, but you're going to have to do your own marketing. You have to be out there and at least have a website and a newsletter, I think. So Mm -hmm. it's important to really know it. And I think coming indie and going traditional, it's really cool because I, I know and appreciate what all goes into it. And I kind of feel like I have a little bit of a leg up rather than if I had just gone straight traditional because I get to kind of, you know, know what's going on behind the scenes.
0: So, so you t- touched off your, you have, you're working on a lot of projects, a lot of books came out this, uh, this year. What, what are you working on right now? What's next?
1: Yeah. So <laughs> right now I'm working on a book that will release in May. So I'm almost finished with it. So it, um, by the time that this is aired, it will be out. Um, and I'm also writing the second book with my traditional publisher. So I'm writing two books at once right now.
0: Cool. So what do you think of the traditional world? Are you you, you, you having fun with it? (laughs) Is it different?
1: Uh, It's a lot different. (laughs) I'm used to, I work on such a tight schedule. My editor does two rounds um, in about three weeks. And then my um, proofreader has it for about a week and then it's out there. So like right now it's April when we're recording this and I'm releasing at the end of May um, and with, you know, my traditional deal, we've been working on this book since October. So <laughs> it's a lot more detailed and I'm like, I'm ready to be done with this book and move on to the next one. You know, as much as I love this story, I'm just so used to being able to jump to the next world. So, but I am, I will say I'm learning a lot and I really am so appreciative of getting to work with, you know, people who do this full-time that it's their entire career and, um, you know, that will help back, back my books up and support me. So it's really cool.
0: Yeah. It'd be really cool to go through their, through the professional publisher like that, like traditional publisher like that to go through their whole like developmental editing process and all that. That'd be kind of, that's like a masterclass you're probably going through with them.
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly. We're like really narrow, you know, going in depth with, with each sentence and each paragraph and, (laughs) you know, making a lot of changes and, so it's it's really cool, you know. I like I said, I've I'm on such a tight schedule, and I've really learned to like trust my gut about things. Um, but with this book, a lot of things have been changed, and so it's like it's neat to see, like, to get asked the hard questions where normally I'd just be like, "Well, it's fine, I like it like that," <laughs> um, you know. To actually get, well, this might be better because, and it, and it actually makes sense. And so, yeah, it's definitely a masterclass and in what works in the market. And you know they're looking at it, we're so close to our books and yes. they're looking at it from a different point of view. So it's, it's a really nice insight to have.
0: Are you gonna have any input on, on the cover with them or is that all, kind of out of your hands?
1: Oh, cover design, I was so stressed. <laughs> Being my own cover designer for my books, I was so stressed about cover design. I was like, I hope I don't hate it. And I talked <laughs> to my editor before I signed, I was like, is there any way I can get some say in it? And unfortunately, no, they don't do that. <laughs> Um, so I've been so stressed, but I will say I got to see my covers um, yesterday or the day—I think it was the day before—and they're gorgeous. I could not have done better myself. Actually, one of them is my favorite of all my covers, even the ones I've done. So oh, I'm very proud. tour has beautiful covers, so mm-hmm. I wasn't too worried, but I was. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so that one comes out in June. The book tour book.
1: That one comes out in July. July. 6th. Oh, July.
0: July fifth. Okay. All right, cool. Well, that is so, so great. Uh, So uh, uh, neat to see uh, the success you're having. And uh, it's been a lot of fun talking to you. But before I let you go, I always finish asking my guests because I know I have aspiring writers listening to this podcast. uh, Any advice for your aspiring writers?
1: Oh, my best advice. First of all, write the book. Just write it. Don't worry about editing it. Don't worry about getting it perfect. We can all nitpick our books until you know, it's been a year and you're on chapter three. I mean, I could go back in every single one of my books and tell you 30 things I would change. So I think the most important thing is just to to get the book written. Don't worry about how you're going to publish it. Don't worry about finding editors or anything until it's done. And then from there, you know, really start Googling, start watching YouTube videos, start talking to other writers who have been here and can tell you the mistakes we made from the beginning um, and help you avoid those same mistakes. So the world is your oyster at this point. I think it's the best time to become an author, no matter what route you take. There's so much information on Google and on YouTube. So I just advise you to write the book and then do all the research you can and make sure that you get an editor and put your best foot forward with that first book.
0: Awesome advice. Great. So thank you so much, Kirsten, for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And I really enjoyed talking with you.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Meet the Thriller Author. If you have a moment, please do check out thrillingreads.com forward slash links where you'll be able to rate and review this podcast or simply rate this podcast wherever it is that you're listening to it, uh, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Audible, Amazon Music, Uh, Whichever podcast app you prefer, uh, please take a moment to rate this uh, podcast. It's the best way to help other fans of uh, mystery and thriller books to find the uh, podcast. And uh, it helps me get the word out and it's the best way to support the podcast. So I do appreciate that. And if you're interested, you can join my Thrilling Reads mailing list. You'll find the uh, sign-up form at thrillingreads.com forward slash links. Once you subscribe for free, you'll be notified about discounts and deals on great books in the mystery, thriller, and crime fiction genres. You'll also find my social media links and my author website over at thrillingreads.com forward slash links. So check it out and say hi. All right, take care and stay safe until we meet again on the next episode of Meet the Thriller Author.